Welcome back to the Create Stuff Podcast. This is the third episode, and I am the host, Sean Saxon. I have a few things to say real quick before uh, the podcast begins. If you want to skip this little intro, feel free to go to the description and click that timestamp, though this will be very brief. This podcast, every time I record it, is streamed live at twitch.tv slash Sean Saxon. If you want to come there and catch it live and ask some questions yourself in the chat, then, well, give, uh, give me a follow and maybe join my Discord server linked in the description so you know when I'm going live. I also announce when I'm streaming a new interview on my Twitter, so if you follow there, you'll always get updates as to when the next one is going to go live and when you can come and see it yourself. If you do want to support this podcast, there is a link in the description to my Patreon. There is no pressure for you to do that, but if you do want to help me, even just $1 a month is seriously uh, extremely helpful. However, there is no pressure for you to do this, of course. I appreciate you being here at all. Just your viewership is more than I could ever ask for. Lastly, you can find any songs, remixes, projects, etc. that are mentioned in this podcast in the description below if you want to check them out yourself, and I really highly recommend you do. You can also find a link to the YouTube page of today's guest there as well. Okay, last thing, I promise. My mic had some issues during this. I really don't know what was going on, but my voice sounds just kind of kind of weird in some places. Excuse me for that. I don't know what's going on there, but um, yeah, I'm going to try and fix that for later episodes. Hopefully that will not be a constant thing. And yeah, if you enjoy, like, comment, subscribe, and welcome to the third episode of the Create Stuff Podcast. Welcome to episode three of the Create Stuff Podcast. Today's guest is the Musical Ghost, a remixer on YouTube. Welcome, Musical Ghost. Hey. Hi. Hi, everyone. (laughs) So let's get right into this. In your words, Musical Ghost, what exactly do you do as far as creation goes? Um, I basically make music. And, um, most of the music that I make are remixes and covers of popular-ish songs, fandoms that are mostly known for, like, their catchy music. And yeah, so I'm mostly is... known for my electro swing music, then, yeah. Nice, nice. So in your words, what is a remix? So by my definition, a remix is, is your version of the song as a music producer, right? Uh, you take the original song and create your own version that sounds similar, but at the same time different. And you make it unique so that people may or may not like it, depending on their choice. And yeah, basically that's it. Okay, cool. What inspired you to start yeah. remixing? So in my early years of music production, I... I actually wanted to make music so that I could put it into Geometry Dash. But um, I didn't really get the chance to uh, submit a song to Geometry Dash. So that's why I uh, resorted into remixing. Since I found out about Undertale and Electro Swing, I kind of thought, hey, maybe it would be a good idea to combine these two, and then everything started from there. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, your dummy remix. That was when I first found you, like, five years ago, and that got about four million views. It's absolutely insane. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So how'd you feel when, uh, when you got, like, that insane amount of views on one of your first remixes? At first, I, um, of course, I was overwhelmed. Uh, that was my officially first um remix that i uh 
made in 20, 2016. So yeah, uh, when when the views like started to skyrocket, I was genuinely um, impressed. Like I wasn't really expecting that at first, but I I don't know. It, at, and at the same time, I I did kind of expect that since Undertale was a growing community and uh, and Electro Swing isn't really that popular. So like when I made the dummy remix, you know, I I made it sound unique and interesting, and that I think that's what made it, you know, get a lot of attention. Okay, interesting. I definitely agree. Honestly, yeah. I, your music is really what got me into Electro Swing, and I've been a huge fan of it ever since. Why'd you choose uh-huh. Electro Swing for your first remix? Oh, well, when I first found about Electro Swing, I, it was really catchy, and it you know beca- became my favorite genre ever since. And uh, I don't know, because when I heard the dummy. A soundtrack from Undertale. I thought it will be, I thought it will fit the genre, since you know, the original song it was kind of ragtime and old timey. I yeah. totally get what you mean. Yeah, it feels very jazzy. It fits super mm-hmm. well. Yeah. So that's why, uh, you know, since electro swing is a subgenre of jazz, it, it would make perfect sense you know <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so what other remixers or uh, creators in general do like inspired you or do you look up to oh so back in 2016 i i mostly look up to a lot of electro swing artists ever since i found out about electro swing and uh you know like caravan palace uh Ooh, I love Caravan I, Palace. <laughs> yeah. And um, Jamie Berry. Yeah, they were like the OG Electro Swing creators at the time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and um, aside from that, there were also other music producers that inspired me to make music. Well, mainly uh, those producers who made, who made Undertale remixes as well. Since like... You know, that's where I came from, and I I saw a lot of Undertale remixes back then, and they inspired me. So, like, I don't know if you guys know these persons, but uh, Camex, Shara X, and Retrospector, they were, they were the, like, the top three uh, music producers that inspired me to make Undertale remixes, and I really looked up to them back then. And I still do. Oh, and also Mdush and Mew Moore. Yeah, those were the people who inspired me back then. Dang, that's cool. I love like literally yeah. everyone you mentioned. They're, they actually got me into remixing a lot, as well as you. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So what advice do you have for um, other remixers or people who are looking to get into remixing for the first time? Um. Okay, so... Back when I started making remixes, I actually actually wanted to remix Undertale songs. And, uh, you know, I just followed what I wanted to do. And I guess 
just you know if you want to remix a song you don't think about uh how much views you're gonna get or anything like just follow what you want to make and i don't know i guess just <laughs> i'm sorry i'm running out of words <laughs> no uh, no you're fine man don't worry <laughs> i guess that's really it just follow what you want and mm-hmm. make it make it happen yeah so you said um not like to focus on the amount of views you're getting and more to focus on what you're interested and passionate about mm-hmm. so you mm-hmm. yourself when you started out you were doing undertale remixes and well obviously as we could see from the results of your channel that really appealed to the algorithm do you ever feel yeah. like pressured to make songs that appeal to the algorithm rather than songs from games you like okay so yeah um you know after the undertale fandom kind of like slowed down and i um you know i started running out of undertale songs to remix i eventually hopped onto other fandoms that i that i wanted to make a remix on and <laughs> and um when i made those remix i didn't really uh care about i didn't think about the algorithm i didn't think about you know if this remix is gonna make a hit or not so yeah i still chose what i wanted to do and you were still super successful i think that's uh that's honestly really inspiring to a lot of people i know youtube can especially make people feel like they need to appeal to what is popular and what's trending but it's honestly nice to yeah. know you can be successful doing what you really care about mm-hmm. it's not it's not all about the views actually i really don't care that much about the views i i just want uh you know i just want to make music for fun and you know do what i want do what i love and yeah mm-hmm. so that actually goes very well into my next question do you plan mm-hmm. to go into a career in music i actually thought about this you know before that um i want to be a professional music producer but given the uh given the state of you know music production especially uh in my country i don't think they're much um represented or i don't know maybe maybe some part of me thinks that uh uh i won't be successful if i chose a career in music you know rather other than uh actual jobs but um i guess for me right now uh is that i just want to make music during my spare time since you know i have also have college and stuff right right and yeah and uh, i remember when we talked earlier you said your current college major isn't at all related to music right yep that's interesting so how is it how is it difficult to juggle college and uh music making at the same time sometimes yes sometimes no i happen to have a habit of procrastinating in college that's why most of the time i have a lot of time then after you know after uh, like three weeks or so i'm gonna cram college so maybe if i paid more attention to college it would be harder for me to make music but um for me i think it's still manageable 
Okay, that's yeah. good. That's something I'm concerned about now that I'm going into college now, so whether I'm going to be able to keep that up with everything else mm-hmm. I want to do. It's good to hear that you're able to balance it. Yeah. So, do you currently make any money off of your music on YouTube? Actually, do. Mm-hmm. Um, on YouTube, my videos are well. Some of my videos are monetized, and uh, most of my songs are also on Spotify and iTunes. And uh-huh. yeah, I I do make money of, out of that. Okay. And by the way, anybody listening to the podcast uh, after it has been uploaded to YouTube. You will find links to all of this in the description if you want to check it out, and I highly recommend you do. <laughs> so, do Spotify and like Apple Music uh, pay the people who upload their music well? Yeah, it, it depends actually, because Spotify also has its own algorithm. Like, you can't expect a song to blow up there as well as it did on YouTube. So, also kind of depends really. I guess. Uh huh. Interesting. So, is it like the more listens a video or uh, a song gets on Spotify, the more you get paid for it? Kinda. I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> I've not dabbled into uh, Spotify's algorithms. That's fair. It's fair. Seems like a lot, honestly. <laughs> yeah. So many different algorithms, man. Mm-hmm. So you recently worked on a uh, a much larger musical uh, electro swing project i suppose called clover what was that like oh yeah clover when i first you know since oh ario and i <laughs> were really close and even before clover like uh we used to we used to talk in a server and you know one day she kind of invited me to hey you want to make music for Clover and stuff. She introduced me to the project. And at first, I was kind of overwhelmed because since this Clover is one of the, actually the biggest project that I've ever been in. A lot of talented people, a lot of artists, a lot of animators, a lot of musicians were there. And I I felt kind of small, (laughs) you know, since there's only like three, only three of us were music producers and the rest were um, animators or artists. And, uh, you know, uh, at first, uh, pressuring. But um, when, I, when I got to talk to the people in Clover, they were really nice. And, and like, I thought it, it was chill. And, you know, everything's just like, it, it's just like a usual community. But like, I get to make music. I get to work with these talented people. Uh-huh. Sounds like an so, awesome experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really cool, dude. So you said there are only three we, music producers on the team? I think, I think, I, I don't remember, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's... Genuine, there's uh, Yon Kagor, and there's there's me. Mainly, we were the instrumentalists, but also Ario also, you know, helps with the music and composition. But um, mostly it's Genuine and Ario since they started the whole Clover thing. 
and I was like at the background, you know, just casually observing and uh, listening from the sidelines. Uh-huh. Okay. Still sounds yeah. fun. Have you ever worked <laughs> in any other projects like that? No. But um I did work on a a credit theme song for a animated series. It's uh it's also led by uh wait, actually, Ario invited me to to this project. But it wasn't her project. It's it's made by Jello Apocalypse. Oh, Jello Apocalypse. And uh, yeah, uh, the animated series is called Epithet Erased. And Ario and I, we we made us the credit song. It's called Great at Crime. Uh, if you guys know that. And yeah, I think that's also another project that I worked on but I don't think it's kind of a big project it's more like you know a collab mm -hmm. that's really cool dude I've actually watched a little bit of Epithet Erased when you said Jello Apocalypse that, that's, that's yeah. pretty dang cool I have to say oh also I also worked on a Christmas medley back in 2018 um a lot of, uh, a lot of my friends and YouTuber as well, such as CG Five, Oreo, Kathy Chan, DG Smell, Caleb Hiles, Sweblet, Squiggly Dig, Chichi. Yeah, we we made a Christmas medley. It's like a combination of Christmas songs that are turned into electro swing. Uh huh. So yeah, that's also another project that I've been with. Uh huh. I'll definitely. I don't think I've listened to that. I'll definitely have to give it a listen. And anybody who's watching this after it's been uploaded, you can give it a listen too. There will be a link to that in the description, as well as any other projects we talk about here. You can find them in the description. There will be a little category that says things mentioned in the pro in the podcast, so you can all check this out. All right. And that'll also include Clover and any specific remixes we bring up, such as the Dummy remix. Mm -hmm. So you're on your YouTube page, uh, in your description, you say that people can use your music for whatever they want, really, as long as they credit you. Why are you so relaxed about that? The reason why that I'm not strict about that is because, you know, I believe that, you know, my music is free and anyone can use it for anything they want. And also, since it's a remix, I actually don't have the entire rights for this song that I remixed and that's why I'm kind of chillax about it because also when I started making remixes I didn't really thought of you know using it for professional use like I just wanted to make remix because I wanted to share I wanted to post videos and I wanted to uh, share my music to everyone, basically, and yeah. You've definitely made a really big contribution to the remixing community. <laughs> I I guess. <laughs> I think you have. I use your uh, high remix <laughs> as the intro to all of my normal streams. When the stream starting card is up, it's always playing that. I love that remix. Oh, <laughs> it's so good. Thanks. 
I'm a big fan of Future Funk. So, speaking of the remixing community, are you like a, a big active part of that? As of the moment, I don't think so, since my channel kind of became dormant uh, after a lot of uh, hiatus and, you know, live stuff. Uh huh. So nice. that's why I kind of disappeared in the scene. But I'm still making music. It's not that much, um, it doesn't get that much recognition than the way it used to be before uh, I started, after I started making Undertale Remix, kind of went down, you know, the activity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the hype around Undertale really generated a, a lot of, like, viewer support for a ton of different people that were jumping on the, on the yep. wagon. Stuff is still super good, though. And I have to say, I honestly think... I'm not sure what you define as, like, a lot of viewership, but I would still say your remixes are doing very well. And they're all still super good. <laughs> Thanks. I've noticed you've been getting into a lot of different, like, uh, different kind of... How do I say this? Different genres that are, like, a lot less mainstream than uh, most music genres you'd hear on, like, the radio or something like that. Like, um... Electro swing, obviously, hard bass, future funk, stuff like that. What makes you choose mm -hmm. these genres over more basic ones like rock or jazz? It's a good question. Since, you know, back then, before I started making remixes, I wanted my songs to be in a rhythm game. And, you know, when I say, when I say rhythm game, I'm not only talking about Geometry Dash, not only Osu, but, you know, the actual rhythm games you find in arcades, like Dance Dance Revolution, uh, Sound Voltex, My My, I don't know if you guys know that. But uh, for those rhythm games, they have these, they have this selection of songs that are entirely different than what you hear from, you know, the normal pop music. This is where uh, interesting songs come in the the interesting genres such as artcore uh future bass um electro house hard renaissance hardcore and many more not a lot of people know about these and when i when i made a remix that isn't the usual uh genre I wanted to, you know, I wanted everyone to know that these genres exist and how wonderful they are. So that's why I'm also making remixes that are only, that aren't only electro swing or uh, house music. That's really cool, dude. I, I honestly love being exposed to all these different genres. Like, hard bass mm -hmm. is so good, and I never would have heard of it if I didn't see remixers like you making music in it. Yep. So what uh, inspired your avatar of the musical ghost? Okay. <laughs> so for my avatar, you know, at first, when I made this um, account back in 2016... I originally had a profile picture of a cartoon ghost, just a, a regular ghost. It's probably a stock image on Google or something. Then um even before that, I was I was playing 
I don't remember which game was it, but it's a mobile game, and my username there was also Ghost. So maybe after that phase, uh, since also I actually watch a regular show, and one of the characters there is High Five Ghost. And I think that's what inspired me to have an avatar of a ghost. Some people say that uh, it's it's a different ghost. Uh, you know, it kind of looks similar to a different different one, or a different ghost out <laughs> there that may it's... have happened to be from a very popular mainstream game, which you may or may not have made multiple <laughs> remixes for. Yeah, that ghost. <laughs> but I'm. My ghost is entirely different, okay? Just so everyone knows here. Just so everyone knows here. <laughs> it's different, okay? <laughs> it's not from that. It's not from that. Do you get questions about that a lot? Back when I was still making Undertale remixes, a lot of people actually, you know, are commenting, Napsa Luke? Is that you? Is that the real life Napster look? <laughs> the real life Napster <laughs> Yeah, I I get a lot of comments of that. If you know, you know, if like you'd count all the remixes uh, that I have, which has comments of Napster look, you know, I could probably buy a house or something. It's that much. It's <laughs> I I can't count it. Until now, they, they're they still commenting Napsa Blue. I don't know why. They, we don't look alike. The, the ghost doesn't look like Napsa Blue. Okay. People literally started they're saying different. Napsa Blue in chat like, when I asked the question of where your avatar came from. Yeah. Well, since you know, they also have the top hat and the tie, I guess that's. That's why they thought it was Snapsablook, and also since you know it's a ghost, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> also, a ghost that makes music, you know. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty that fitting, too. To be fair, I remember I sent you my original <laughs> list of questions, and one of them is just Snapsablook, and you said all of the questions are good except for one, and you know which one it is. <laughs> and I said yes, yes, and I'm not removing it. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> So you also said on your channel, on uh, on your community page, no, it was on your Twitter, that you were planning to one day make an album about the musical Ghost and its origin. Uh-huh. I, I did. Since I actually made a entire lore for the musical Ghost. Yeah, I, I wrote a story about the history and why did he become a ghost. Yeah, stuff like that. And I plan to, you know, turn that story into songs. Like, probably probably 10 songs or something. But like, each song, it's, it's going to kind of set the mood or the vibe for, for that story. If that makes sense. So, like, you're just gonna... Um, hear the music and think that this is the story so kind of like a storybook but instead of words it's music uh-huh i 
that's how you said it on your tweet too yeah that's exciting i'm really ha- i'm really excited to hear that do you plan to like have any lyrics in it no i don't it's all going to be instrumental so that you know since everyone has a different perception of music it's up to them to uh visualize it themselves like you know along with the music so like if the music is intense they know that this is the climax of the story like that aha uh-huh. that's interesting mhm i'm super excited to hear how you do that man that is like such an awesome idea yeah but i i'm still in the planning phase right now since i don't have yet the time to make all of those since i have to catch up to a lot of stuff as well before i make an album uh-huh mhm are you planning on maybe uh like getting some animations done with those kind of like the clover project originally i thought of using still images that that are hand drawn sort of but like storyboards i still yeah but i still have to find an art artist for that mm-hmm. i want it to be like you know a painting style so like the viewers could also visualize what's happening uh-huh. while they're listening to the music that's cool man i like that a lot i'm super excited to see that mm-hmm. that's, that's an awesome idea so what programs do you use for remixing i'm currently using apple studio version 20 20.7 that's what i'm using right now is that the and one that's that you what i've been use? using my whole life yeah okay, yep nice. that that's it that all right um mm-hmm. are there any big misconceptions about remixing that you see online there are a lot but um the most common one that i always see is that um people think that when you make a remix you know it everyone's perception of a remix is different some people want it to sound like the original some people want it to sound different than the original and like once you made a remix that is that sounds different from the original people would think this is not uh you know a remix of that song since you know it's completely different and also some people also think that it's easy to make a remix because there's no originality you don't have to think about making music since you could just uh take the original and transcribe it to a remix but that's not usually the case since you know if you're make well for my case when i'm making a remix i also think about you know if if i'm doing it in a different genre if i'm also uh it's still like making a song an original song but i just have the advantage of you know the arrangement of the song since you already have the structure but it's still still not that easy to make a remix as much as people say it is so yeah that's what i think about you know people commenting 
that um oh there's no effort to a remix like this like that mm -hmm. uh -huh. that's it okay interesting interesting definitely really sucks when people go into a comment section and try to pull down your work when they when they cannot possibly see how much work actually goes into everything you make mm -hmm. so this actually kind of relates to that uh, this is something i like to ask every time i have someone on who makes uh creations based off of other pre-existing works do you feel that since your remixes come from other like pre-existing works they're less valuable at all than uh original music I don't mean that in an offensive way, of course. I'm just curious what you think. Um, no, not really. I don't think it is, actually. Since, you know, it's still music. It's still a creation of a music producer. What I think is because, you know, why people think it's not valuable is because they've heard the, they've heard the original song and Therefore, they think that this isn't new or the remix is just another version of that. But what makes remixes valuable is that how the music producer changes the original to make it more interesting to listen to. But um, of course, it's still, you know, the preference of the listener, whether they would like the remix or not, or if they would prefer the original or not. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I still think it's still valuable. Okay, I completely agree with you, honestly. I, 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 honest, I just completely agree. I think remixing just changes it so much that it's almost a new song anyways. Mm hmm Speaking of Especially that... Especially if, like... Oh, sorry. Um, no, no, you're good. I wanted to add something. Go for it. Yeah, um, especially if, like... You know, the remix is in a completely different genre, but it's still the song, but it's just in a different genre. And I think that's what makes a remix interesting to listen to. Like, you know, if originally the original song isn't as catchy as the remix and probably vice versa, you know, people always want to find a different thing a they, they always wanted to find something new and that's what makes a remix completely different from the original uh-huh okay interesting mm -hmm. okay that's like super interesting actually yeah so would you ever like want to sell your music as uh physical like cds or or records right now i don't think I don't think I would want that since, first of all, I don't really find the, uh, I, don't, I don't know why I, I would like my songs to be on a CD if I want, if there's already a digital version of it online. Some people say it's for, you know, memorabilia, like if they have a physical copy of their song and that they could listen to whatever player they want to. And some people, like, uh, collect records and stuff. Yeah. I also think when you uh, put your music on a, on a physical device, I don't know, it's... for uh, In my country, it's kind of expensive to produce those. 
So that's why I don't ever plan to make it into a physical copy. Okay, fair enough. That's interesting. Mm. Okay, so I have some questions both from uh, from the Discord chat, not the Discord chat, from the Twitch chat, and from your community tab uh, on YouTube, and one from Twitter. But before I ask any of those, there's actually one very important question I completely forgot to ask myself. What is your creative process? Uh, what do you mean? Like, uh, when you're trying to think of what you want to do for a remix or anything like that, what do you do? Like, on the first podcast episode I had, Can You Count Bees, they said whenever they're trying to figure out what they want to write for the next story, they literally just uh, walk around their room and, like, lay in their bed with their eyes closed and just let their mind run kind of in a trance. Oh, um, so usually before I, before I start making a song, you know, especially a remix, I, I listen to the original song a lot of times, and then I try to imagine, like, you know, how could I make this more interesting? Like, does it need to be in a different genre, or does it need to be in the same genre then after that i would listen to a lot of other songs that uh that are you know the genre that i wanted to i wanted that remix to uh, to be and from there i'd uh i'd start making the layouts for for the song then usually it kind of build builds up from there mm-hmm. like you know it it just comes along. There's no there's no really planning or anything. It's all impromptu. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I'm mostly the same way when I write and everything like that. Yeah. Okay, so from chat, Hero Noodle asks, was there any big event or thing that really kickstarted your interest in making music as a whole? Well, not really. When I was on my first year on in college, I had a semester break, and I um I literally ha- had nothing to do for my whole two months of break, and I thought that maybe I should start, you know, making music. Just also at that time, I I was playing rhythm games like Cytus and Demo. Uh, maybe that's why I started making music. I also want to uh, make those kind of music that I hear. Okay, interesting. Yeah. A 5v1n asks, what is your favorite music- musical scale? This is dip. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, just so everyone knows here, I don't have any background at music. I don't know music theory. I um I only know a bunch of chords, but you know, not really. I'm not really in depth mm-hmm. in terms of music stuff. It's kind of good to know that you don't so, have to know that stuff to make good music, though. Yeah, maybe I don't really have a favorite music scale. I guess. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Like That's if fair. it sounds good, it sounds good. Fair enough. Flaming Raven thirty five asks, if you had to pick a favorite remix in the Clover project, which one would you choose? Uh huh. <laughs> this may sound a bit narcissistic for me, but <laughs> my favorite one there was the 
um, still dancing. Not because I, I, I was, not because I helped in making still dancing, but in general, it's I think the most funkiest in the whole Clover series. Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Tibbers Hoster, apologies if I pronounced that wrong, asks, per se to your college, if you were to choose another program to lean on, which would it be and why? I think, I think I'd go for, you know, animating instead, since I also wanted to animate and, and draw, but okay. uh, I never really got to learn how. Okay. So, interesting. Yeah. That's it. Okay, makes sense. Pepperoni asks, "What's your favorite game?" Oh, that's a very vague question. If we're talking about PC game, then I'd probably say Hollow Knight. <laughs> But if we're talking about game in general, of course, it's My My. It's the rhythm game that I most mostly play. Uh huh. I don't think I've ever heard of that one. Yeah, not a lot of people know about it. We don't have a lot of good rhythm games in the in the states, honestly, especially in arcades. Not like they do in so many other countries. I think they have one. Uh, I I made a research about that, you know, <laughs> since like I wanted to come to the states and wondered if there's any rhythm games there. But uh, yeah, there's uh, especially in Asia, there's a lot of rhythm games here. That's really cool. Wish we had that much diversity in the U.S. I love rhythm games. There's so few to choose from. Yeah. Okay, so Tipper's Hosture asks, would you want to make a remix from a genre that's totally out of your experience, like something from uh, Synthwave or Chillhop? Yeah, of course. I'm always open to learning to learning how to create songs of other genres. Since um, I'm still trying to find, you know, what suits me best. Well, I know Electro Swing is my fort, but uh. I could also be flexible in terms of genres. Like, I don't want only electro swing to, you know, be known for. I also want to make. Uh, I also want to show that uh, it's not the only thing that I can do. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Mm -hmm. One thing I forgot to ask right after you said it, but uh, you said your favorite game. You said your favorite game is Hollow Knight. Have you ever actually made a remix yeah. from Hollow Knight? Actually, no. <laughs> I said I would, but I kind of forgot. <laughs> and also, uh, the songs there—it's kind of—it's kind of hard to make a, a remix out of it since it's all orchestra. And you know, as a guy who who uses free stuff in in my software that I use, it's hard to make an orchestra using uh, the free stuff that I have. You can't really, you know, make a good orchestra without the paid uh, programs and the th the things that I don't have. But uh, it's still possible if you spend a lot of time on it. But yeah, oh, definitely, I will make a remix once uh, Silk Song is out, which is the like the sequel for Hollow Knight. Right, right. I'm so excited. For yeah, that. I love Hollow Knight too. It's definitely one of my favorites. Okay. Yeah, I agree with you on Hall and Eight. Honestly, like the music is a lot more ambient and atmospheric. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Hero Noodle asks, if you were given the opportunity to perform your remixes or original music live, would you? 
No. <laughs> it's a short answer. No. Okay, fair enough. Long answer is uh, although I can play the piano or like you know as I've seen it in uh, live performances, the the launchpad and the uh, the DJ thing. I don't know what's it called. I could learn that, but. I don't know. I, I don't have those supplies, so I, I wouldn't know how. Uh-huh. But if you did have the supplies, would you be interested in doing it? Still no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not fond of performing live in a public audience, <laughs> since I mostly get nervous and tend to make mistakes. That's fair. It's fair. Can't blame you. I'd be the same way. Yeah. Okay. Last question I'll ask from the Twitch chat. Uh, Tippers Huster says, a Discord partner again when? I don't know. I don't know, actually. It, it, it isn't my, in my list of things for now, I guess. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, interesting. Then I'm going to take the one question from Twitter that I have. Uh, B asks, what's your favorite thing to do when you're creating remixes? Like, in the terms of productions. In the term of production. In terms of the production what is your favorite part of it ah, words are difficult oh favorite part of my favorite part of music making is probably you know realizing that the songs coming up together like you know it starts being whole like you put pieces together and when you get to hear that like it inspires me to you know finish the song <laughs> even more so, yeah, I think it's the whole build-up. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting, interesting. Then mm. I'm going to take some questions from your community tab. So, 3JAD21 asks, Are there any particular musicians who have influenced your music or the way you make music? I mentioned earlier that uh, I had a lot of inspiration for uh, when I started making remixes. But uh, I don't, I don't really have a singular person that I'm, you know, my whole inspiration for it. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. it's usually when I make music, I usually get inspirations from a lot of artists, a lot of unknown artists. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Okay, interesting, interesting. So, I'm not sure if I'm going to pronounce this right, but... Florimph asks, are the genres of music you listen to the same genres you make music in? Yes, since um, I mentioned earlier that, you know, when I make remixes, I, I tend to, you know, incorp- incorporate this remix into this genre. And usually when I make remixes of this genre, I would listen to this, uh, I would listen to songs of this genre. And yeah, that's why, that's where I get my inspirations from hmm, Okay. to make remixes, yeah. Okay, interesting. Alright, then last question I'm going to ask. This is something that a friend of mine personally came up to me and asked me to tell you. Can you can't be the person I had on the first episode. They wanted me to ask you, what is your favorite color of construction paper? Oh. <laughs> oh. Interesting. That's mm. a question that always gets them thinking. Since my favorite color is red, now I'm gonna go with red. Okay, interesting choice. Interesting choice. All right. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I did say that was my last question, but I lied. Last actual question. <laughs> Do you have sure. any last things to say to people in chat who might be looking to get into remixing themselves? I know I kind of asked that earlier, but just to close things off. Okay, so, you know, when you start making remixes, don't really think about if this remix will be successful or not. Just do what you want and always follow what you love doing. I think that is the most important foundation in making a remix is that you wanted to make this from the start. And so by projecting that, you'd be, uh, you'd find yourself that uh, you'd like your own creations. And, uh, you know, since I listen to my remixes most of the time after I make them, and I think that, oh, I really did a good job on this one. This remix doesn't seem forced or that this remix doesn't seem too rushed in a way that um, I took my own time in doing what I want. So I think that's really it when you're going to make a remix. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Interesting. All right. Good mm-hmm. advice. Okay. Well, do you have any last closing words, uh, Ghost? Well, I'd like to thank uh, everyone who, you know, joined the the live stream. I want to thank everyone who asked the question and stayed and chilled in the chat, especially to my friends that I, you know, who you are. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I also want to thank everyone for coming. It was really cool (laughs) to see you guys in chat. Yeah, this, this was really interesting for me since this is my first podcast ever. Mm hmm. All right, awesome. Yeah, this was really fun. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed it. And I hope you guys all did too. This has been the third episode of the Create Stuff podcast featuring the musical Ghost. Hope you all have a wonderful morning slash evening, depending on where you live. And uh, yeah, that's the end. Yeah, all see right. ya. Hey, thanks so much for watching the third episode of the Create Stuff podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed making it. A big thank you goes out to my Patreon supporters, Tonkatsu and Samisu Support. Thank you guys so much. Could not do this without your support. And if you want to be a part of that support, you can find a link to my Patreon in the description. Even just $1 a month helps me out immensely. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, comment, and subscribe. It helps me out a lot more than you might think it does. Seriously, this algorithm, super hard to work in, and I really need all the help I can get there. Again, thank you all so much for watching. Check out the links in the description to find more of uh, the Musical Ghosts stuff in case you haven't seen it yet. It's really worth your time, and I will see you in episode four.